This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, it was an interesting night at the Garden. Two local basketball teams struggling. Gordon and I will talk about it right now. Love to hear from you. Join the show at 1-800-919-3776. Also hit us up on X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joey, right until midnight on 98.7. Mr. Damer, hello. Larry, how are we feeling tonight, my friend? Not bad. How are you? Uh, feeling better than uh, Nick players, I can say that much. For I mean, these guys are dropping like flies every day, Larry. It's unbelievable. It is. Of course, tonight, no Jalen Brunson, uh, no Hardenstein, yep. no chance. <laughs> well, look, the, the beauty of sports is, and I think the reason why we love sports, we don't know what's going to happen. That's right. right. You never know. Uh, you always have a chance. Mm-hmm. But then there's other nights where <laughs> you kind of not forget. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. You, you, once you saw the news today that Brunson wasn't going to be playing, well, we'll get him That's next it. time. And hopefully it's not a long-term thing because, let's be honest, if it's, a long, if it's ever a long-term thing with him, they've already dealt with body blow after body blow after mm-hmm. body blow. If he ever goes down for any significant period of time, we can stop talking about Eastern Conference Finals. We can stop talking about this thing or that thing. The season is essentially over. We might be talking about playing. Well, if he went down, uh, yeah, he might be talking about playing. In addition Gordon. to everybody else, right? I mean, you yeah. can only you can only lose so many guys. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the roster has been bent and reshaped and everything mm-hmm. else during this injury. But having said that, and they will probably get better, Gordon. But I have to say, uh, the early returns. Bogdanovich was better tonight. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, he was better tonight. Shooting percentage is not great, but he was better tonight in the second quarter. Didn't hear much from him in the second half. They made adjustments. Uh, listen, Alec Burks has got to find the jumper. Step it up, right? Yeah. He's got to find the jumper. And he was desperately needed tonight because of the fact he didn't have Jalen Brunson. So, mm-hmm. you know, along with, uh, you know, Deuce McBride not being confident offensively, and still trying to run the show, and you needed points from someplace, you really needed Alec Burks to show up tonight. And for the second consecutive game, Gordon, he's been uh, MIA. It it felt like the Pelicans could get whatever they wanted in the paint, and it felt like the Nick offense was whatever they could get. (laughs) You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like They they would take anything that they could get, and Mm -hmm. the Pelicans could get anything that they wanted. So it was a rough night. Um, I I think that they, they put out the best effort they could. They did. But you, you can't you can't when you have an injury, you want your backups to kind of be able to hold down the fort yes. in the short term. It's no longer the short term. It's no. it's becoming the long term. And um, for all the talk about the expectations and deep playoff runs and Eastern Conference and all these type of things. The only thing that matters right now is health. And I've, I've used this line before the. NCAA tournament motto is survive in advance. Right now, for the Knicks, it's survive in advance. It is, and um, I don't—they're not surviving it all that well. I mean, they're fighting; they're doing the best they can with what they've got. But uh, in terms of the injuries, it doesn't seem like guys are coming back all that that soon. And then losing Brunson even for a game—we hope yeah. it's only a game—that yeah. um, it's it's just too much to overcome. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, and, and, I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm, go ahead. It shows you how important last night's win was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank God they got that one. Yeah. Cause you'll be looking at possibly losing three in a row. Cause you got a golden state team coming in here with Steph Curry. And how do you defend him shorthanded, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they've been playing better. The one thing that has really 
aside from Brunson, and we understand how great he is. But Gordon, the one thing that has really compromised this team during the injuries has been their size. They yeah. are so undermanned now. You look, I mean, listen, Zion Williamson is big anyway. Okay, even mm-hmm. when you have a full front line, he's going to be a handful. But but you miss Julius Randle's ability to match up with those real physical guys. You miss uh, Hartenstein being able to match up with those physical guys. And listen, Preston Sachu has been outstanding, Gordon. We, we, we've noted it. He's he's played just what, another 40-plus minutes again tonight. He's been just unbelievable. But, you know, that some guys, the physical overmatch is an issue. And you look at this New Orleans Pelicans team. They're a big team, yeah. Everybody's big. Everybody's big. I mean, everybody looks like they're 6'9 or above mm-hmm. in that starting rotation. So, I, I think their starting rotation, I think Zion was the shortest guy. Yeah, and he's like 6'7. So, right, and, he, and he's, he's, he's maybe not the wide. tallest, but he's the biggest, right? Yeah, yeah he's so, the widest. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so that's the other thing. And, and even though the Knicks held their own off the boards, I mean, the physicality, Gordon, it wears you down. Of course. It, it wears you down toward the end of the game along with the men. It's not making excuses. This is just the way it is. So, you know, I, like Pat O'Keefe said in the postgame, you, you really hope these guys come back because, uh, you know, once again, it, it, you, you, the size is what's really killing this team. Yeah, the scoring is. We get it and whatnot. But, you know, they have had bad shooting nights before. But the size and going for the offensive rebounds and getting that second chance and sometimes a third chance that allows you to get yourself together, maybe, you know, which is the new phrase in the NBA, right, Gordon? If you see the shot go in, maybe now that makes it, it makes you feel better. How many, how many broadcasters are using that across the league right now? Uh, which yeah. it's true, but, but, you know, when you have that, that second and third opportunity, Gordon, you get a chance to do that. Yeah, well, look, you lose you lose your two starting centers. You lose your second best player tonight. You lost your best player. You lost your your best overall defender and uh, an OG. I, I mean, at some point, you know, you'd like uh, doing what we're doing. You like to kind of break it down and find unique angles or unique stories. Yeah. Sometimes a base hit to center is a base hit to center, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. it just is what it is, and unless they get Randall and an OG back. You can kind of, I think you can kind of forget about what the what we were thinking mm-hmm. about expectations wise. Yeah, you're starting to look towards next year. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you don't want to do that because you do. They do expect to get them back, but right. even when you get them back, at what stage are you getting them back? Are mm-hmm. they going to be able to ramp themselves up and be ready to go come playoff time? They'll say they yeah. are, but are they really? Is it the type of thing that when? They eventually get ousted in the playoffs. You'll find out stories of, oh, they really weren't at 100%. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a tough situation to find themselves in. And, again, I don't believe in curses or hexes, but I can no. understand. There was about a, a, a two- or three-week span there where things were coming together after the trade deadline, and it felt like, you know what, this is, this is probably the best time to feel uh, 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 in terms of expectations as a Nick fan. Mm-hmm. And it is all kind of – it's been one downer after another as a result of the injuries. What's that phrase, Gordon? You can't have nice things. Can't have nice things. It's unbelievable. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I think Joe Shane, and this is why he's like, he feels like they stretched beyond where he even wanted to go last year. And Saquon still didn't take that deal. Now, ultimately, Saquon's probably going to benefit. I mean, let's just say he gets 
fifteen million dollars guaranteed from whatever team gets it. The ten he got last year, that's twenty five guaranteed. That's more than the Giants offered. So for him, he he didn't even have a good year, right? He even have a great year for him. That's why you don't take the deals that he didn't take. So I understand both sides of it, but from the Joe Shane perspective, I think it's just like, come on. We, like, first we of all, doing? it's against every fiber in his body to, 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 to want to sign a running back for big money. Yeah. And he almost did it anyway. John Runon weighing in on Saquon Barkley and the Giants. That's our top stories here on 9870 ESPN. We get to the calls in a second, and Gordon Damer continues. We'll hear from Joe Shane a little bit later in the show, but the question becomes what are the Giants going to do with Saquon Barkley? And what are they going to do with quarterback? I think that they're going to draft a quarterback, Gordon. I don't know where, but I think at some point, I think they're going to draft a quarterback in this draft. I think that the odds are, are probably pretty good because um, what's the status of Daniel Jones come opening day next year? I mean, is he going to be ready? And if he is, let's say he is ready. Let's say he's back. He's 100%. He's good to go. How long do you think you got him for? Yeah. If he is ready to start at the beginning of next year, well, that's fantastic. You can have somebody sit behind him and, and, and learn and, and wait for the opportunity that almost certainly, based on his injury history, will come. And if Daniel Jones is healthy and the Giants are good, well, that's a good problem to have. you got your guy sitting there. We've seen in the past lots of teams, successful teams. The worst time to be picking a quarterback is when you need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if the Giants can get Daniel Jones back and, and he's going to be on the roster because of – uh, his contract, well then, okay, that's fine. But I don't necessarily – I agree with you. I don't necessarily think it might come at six. We'll have to kind of wait and see. We're still 50-something days away from the draft, and a lot of things change. The only thing I don't think the Giants can afford to do is trade up mm. for a quarter. They just seem like they have so many holes right now, and on the offensive side of the ball, they are one – especially if they don't have Saquon – they are one of the least talented skill position teams in the entire NFC, probably in the entire NFL. So I don't think that they can afford to whatever that price would be to move up from six to three or six to two to get a quarterback. I I just don't think that they can afford to do that trading future picks this year and next year. No, not they can't do it. Not this year. Speaking of the quarterback play, uh, Bears GM Ryan Pohl says he wants to do right by Justin Fields, so the quarterback call is coming as soon as possible. He added he has, quote, no master plan, unquote, to reveal the team's decision at QB at the combine, but he understands the weight of the uncertainty for Justin Fields and wants to move quickly. Remember, the Bears own the number one overall pick in this year's draft and will decide between keeping Fields or selecting a quarterback. Polls didn't rule out trading Fields. Bears front office and coaching staff will meet with the draft's consensus top prospect, USC, Caleb Williams, and other quarterbacks this week in India, as you know, the combine just a couple of days away. I am not shocked very often. I'll be shocked if the Bears do not end up taking Caleb Williams. I, I think it's already a done deal. They've seen Justin Fields. He has some ability. I think he has a higher ceiling than he has showed so far because of the situation in Chicago, but I think that they want a fresh start. They want their own guy. We've seen that before. And by all metrics and measures, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback prospect probably to come out since Andrew Luck. If mm-hmm. that's the case, that's the guy you take. Absolutely. Decision on Russell Wilson in the next two weeks, according to Sean Payton. He says he'd go through the combine, then the organization would have meetings that include older CEO George Penner. 
Next Tuesday or Wednesday, quoting Peyton, we'll be in meetings with ownership. I expect we're going to know fairly quickly. There are several factors here. The cap projections came out. We're further down the road with the draft class, obviously the pro-free agents. So I would anticipate, once again, this is quoting Sean Payton, so I would anticipate it within the next two weeks. Now, if the Broncos release Wilson Gordon, the team would take on $85 million in dead money <laughs> charges against the salary cap over the next two seasons. Can you say Russell Wilson sit on the bench and do nothing? I could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it was funny when I was away. Yeah, I was having a good time on vacation. I had a couple of adult beverages, you know, within reason. Mm-hmm. Feeling good, feeling oh, yeah. feeling no pain. And mm-hmm. I had like this weird, uh, I don't know if it was a dream, of somebody floating the idea that the Jets should be the team to get Russell Wilson, Mike Tannenbaum, talking about Russell Wilson going to the What do we talk what? Yeah. I don't know that? where 2024 will go, but of the worst sports takes that I've heard, at least so far, we're almost mm-hmm. to March, that has to be on the list of the worst sports takes. that I. Why would the Jets, with all the other things they got going on, want to get involved with Russell Wilson right now? That makes no sense. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And, you know, the logic from uh, Mike T was, you know, <laughs> He, he wants to try to go somewhere to prove he can play again. But how does he prove he can play again if he's going to be a backup to Aaron Rodgers? Because if Aaron Rodgers is not playing, right. that's a whole yeah. other story. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would be just, ha- just swimming with that idea. Oh, yeah, that will be just fantastic with the with the shadow GM. Yeah, yeah, well, let's bring in Russell Wilson to sit behind. I know the Jets need a, ba- a better backup quarterback. I don't know that they need to be spending it or whatever it would cost to get Russell Wilson on the team. You know, Gordon, uh, a couple more things in our top stories. With all the conversation at Yankees training camp about, you know, Rizzo, um, I was about to say Rizzo, about, you know, Soto mm-hmm. and about Giancarlo Stanton and mm-hmm. you know, Spencer Jones and all this other stuff, Anthony Rizzo has been kind of quiet, but he seems to be over his concussion. And if he can give you anything, Gordon, that's going to be a big a big up, uh, a big improvement over what you got from him last year. Well, look, there's a lot of ifs with the Yankees this year. I'd like to think that Rizzo is maybe the clearest cut one that should be okay, right? Like if mm-hmm. he's over the concussion, you have to assume by now he's over the concussion. And the concussion was what obviously impacted his play last year. Right. Of all the ifs, I feel like he's probably the one that I'm worried about the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see but what those happens. Con- I mean, those concussions, that's a scary situation. It is. And, it is. And, and they say that if you have one, you're more likely to have a second one. So um, I, I just hope that he's, he's back and he's healthy and he's, he's back to his old self because he was not himself. Clearly, he was not himself last year. He definitely was not. And those are just some of the stories we'll be chatting about on this edition of ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Off to the phones we go. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, start us off on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, good evening, Larry Gordon. And shout out to the company. I just wanted to definitely um, talk about the game. And, you know, but I definitely did get a chuckle at some of the stuff, you know. I, I definitely um, love the whole Mike T stuff and everything because, you know, every everyone everyone plays the game in a certain certain respect because me, me as a Jet fan, I was just like, it makes no sense to go after a 38-year-old quarterback. But then we I mean, went over no, those things. No, no. <laughs> hey, I'm just playing around. You know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. but, okay, uh, but as far as the Knicks, uh, with the Knicks, my concern with the Knicks is that the 
it's always going to be the health, and that that's going to be the determining factor of where this team goes and go, where, where this team goes. And it, it, it is a little concerning, and kind of like what Rothenberg says, it's not that I you know regret the trades or anything because we did make you know improvements, you know from the roster from head to toe. It's more of when you make the trades and you don't have the pieces that you made the trade for. And then you, when you have these significant injuries, it does feel like a little bit of a body blow where it's like, oh, you know, when are we ever going to get healthy? And is that 15-2 and two just a mirage of the scheduling? Because we have to, when we analyze those games, all those 15 wins came against bad teams and the two losses were against good teams. So it's just like it, 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 wasn't, it, it wasn't any indicative even before the trade when, when we were doing great against bad teams and all those things. So that's just, you know, what it comes down to. Hopefully we'll get healthy and everything and we, we can be able to make a run. It just, it just does suck when, when we're this hampered against a team that we feel like we can definitely win against. And that, that was my, my, my view with the game because Oh, New Orleans definitely has size and length, but I, I felt like we're, we're, we we could still win if we're full strength. But that was just my view. How, what, what did you guys think? Well, Jose, it would have been. Listen, obviously, if you've got your guys there, thanks for the phone call. You got Randall now. Now you've got some. You got somebody to neutralize Zion Williamson. Not that Zion Williamson killed you, but then you've got somebody to move around down there. You've got Hartenstein. You've got Mitchell Robinson. You've got depth at the center position. You can match up. Uh, you know that those were the things that you really missed from from not having those guys there. Oh, excuse me, I'm trying it's to okay. sneeze. So you know, you that's, fight it off. That's, you're fighting yeah. off like the Knicks are that's fighting it. It off right that's now. That's right. right. That's right. So that that's the idea. And and even listen, Jose. Even with Jalen Brunson, it's a little better because now that's your focus. Okay, they're focusing on him now. DiVincenzo is not running around crazy trying to shake people because you know they're making him work for his shot. And same thing with Bogdanovich. They're making him work for his shot because, Gordon, you know, the, the offense is going to be limited coming from just a handful of people. I mean, you know, watching the game on MSG uh, with um, Mike Breen and Alan Hahn, Alan said it. <laughs> you know, Bogdanovich has got to have a really good game. He's the only guy that scores, that's averaged over 20 points in the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't score, you're done. You're cooked. It's kind of hard to find it, yeah. Yeah. And you have to. Uh, I know Jose said that the only thing that he's concerned about is the injuries. Well, I wouldn't say it's the only thing I'm concerned about because there are still questions about how they can get to the second round of the playoffs and, and get maybe beyond that. But if they don't get the injuries thing situation figured out, nothing else matters. Yeah. It doesn't. And, and I have to be honest, the more time goes by and the, and the fact that there's not any clarity at this point, if we see Julius Randle again this season – I would be surprised hmm. because we're still, I mean, the last update we had was that the, he's hearing many different options that surgery is still a possibility. Yep. I mean, we're pretty deep into this now uh-huh. and, and it doesn't feel like, okay, it's not, it's not okay. Well, we know what the next barrier is, right? Like with OG, it feels like in the next couple of weeks, we're going to, we're going to have some clarity on uh, if he's either back or at least he'll be close to back. With right. Randall, it seems as much up in the air as when we got that first report after a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. You you would you would really you're just and see it's probably just knowing how these things kind of go, Gordon, from experience. It's like, all right, I feel good these last two days. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm, con- I'm I'm feeling good. I wake up this morning. Oh man, this thing is stiff again. 
should I really have the surgery? You know, it's, it's, it's uh, to borrow a phrase from Stephen A, it's fluid. The, the injury is fluid. And you know what, Gordon? It's, you know what it's like? It's, it's very similar to what Aaron Judge went through with the toe last year. Absolutely. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, yep. well, it's feeling pretty good. I'm trying to rest it. It's feeling good. Are you coming back? Well, I don't really know. It's still a little sore. And then last week in training, in spring training, he's like, I'm going to have to manage this toe. It's like, what? Still? Yeah. You know, does it ever get you – know, you know what? It's, it's funny. It gets better, but it never gets well. And so that's that's the thing you're worried about if you're a Nick fan about Julius Randle in his shoulder. I mean, thank God it's, it's the non-shooting shoulder because if it was the shooting shoulder, Gordon, he'd be done. Yeah, be clearly, done. clearly. But the fact that there's just not – and I'm not saying that they're holding it out or, or right. it's nefarious in any way, but I think it's probably they're just trying to find the, the best course of action for him, for the now, for the future, for all this stuff, and – um, it just feels like each day that goes by where you don't get some sort of update of, okay, the next thing is this. Uh-huh. At this yeah. point, you, you start to wonder, are you going to run out of time? This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones we go. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas. What's up, T? What's going on, fellas? I appreciate y'all taking the call like always. Um, you know what tonight was like, Larry and G? You know what tonight was like looking at that Nick game? Mm-mm. That's what life was like before we had a point guard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like, man. Yeah. Even tonight uh, was struck. better than that, though, because, like, tonight I felt like they, they, they did their – they tried their hardest. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. There was a talk- lot of nights I'm, where that would have just been a cash <laughs> I, right, I'm not talking about the effort, G. I was talking about like the just the lack of oh, leadership yeah. okay. at that. You know what I mean? That yeah, I that about was the like you, and how stagnant it was. Oh mm-hmm. God, so stagnant, man! You got Bogdanovich over there trying to get his own shot, and you know, God bless Josh Hart because he was doing everything he could to get involved. I appreciate that effort too. Uh, Dante, uh, who's one of the greatest non foulers in the history of basketball, that was not a foul. Play on, but. I just, I don't know. I don't know. To, uh, I, I hate using that excuse. Oh, man, we injured. But it's true. You know, it, it's really true with this group. But I like what I see from Precious. He's just mm-hmm. not big enough, man. Yeah. He's a, he, we're going to run into problems. You know, if, if Hartenstein's Achilles doesn't hold up, we're going to run into problems. Be, and, 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 and if Mitchell Robinson doesn't come back as well, because we're really small. We're athletic, but we're very small. And – Shot selection is at a premium with that group that's on the floor. And if mm-hmm. that's going to be the second group that's coming in to spell the starters when they come back, that's what you're going to get. And I didn't that, – so from that standpoint, I didn't like that tonight. You know, it was a low-scoring game, both teams. But that kid, Murphy, good yeah, he was hot tonight. Lord. Yeah. Man, he tonight. Larry, he got hot and wasn't, it wasn't letting it go. Yeah, it's true. And you know, Trey, and, and thanks for the phone call, what was so troubling was – Talk about the lack of point guard play, especially Gordon with the second unit. It's like, you know, nobody knew where to go. And and it was just really, you know, once again, and you've made the point, and here's the issue why why the injury's not an excuse but a reality, is because you're playing guys more minutes than they would normally play. And so you get a chance to see the reason why they're not starters. <laughs> right. You get a chance to see the 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 warts in their game and, and the shortcomings of their game. 
And now as they play more minutes and you're overlapping them so that they're mixing with starters uh, on, 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 on the defense, you're seeing them, Gordon, not only have trouble getting their shots, but have being taken advantage of defensively because that's not what you have them in for, right? With the second unit, you you know what? They can do, they can hold their own defensively. They can get their shots off defensively. I don't have to worry about them, you know, all the time trying to create their own shot. Just move without the ball and we'll find you. Well, now that you're playing, you're overlapping these minutes and you're seeing going up against some starters, it's not as easy as just moving moving your feet and, and trying to, you know, get the ball to the basket and try to hit your shots without being contested. It's a different level of talent that you're facing. Yeah. I mean, they, the Knicks essentially played with seven guys tonight, and yep. half of those guys played 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, it's like, what are we talking about? Again, it's I'd like to come on here and tell you, oh, I have optimism, I have this, I have that. Sometimes it's just it is what it is, man, and you, you just got to get through it, and it's it's not pretty, and it was not pretty tonight. They gave it their best effort. Uh, mm-hmm. You just have to hope that somewhere somebody's coming up with some some cures for some stuff because yeah. uh, we can't forget about even losing any more. I can't imagine they're going to even lose more guys here because they've mm. lost so many already, but they, at some point you got to get these guys back, and you got to get them back relatively soon. Yeah. What have they got? Twenty-three regular season games to go, Larry. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's 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 basically March. It's it's yeah. starting to move now. We're we're out of the with the we're out of the doldrums of of January and basically February, mm-hmm. and um, the 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 finish line is in sight. And it, it can't just be that we get to the end of the regular season and we throw guys back in there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we got a month left to the regular season, basically. Basically, for the most part, we got a month left, mm-hmm. and so. You know, that's why you really have to try to find a way to get these guys back and then get them back and slowly bring them back up to, as you mentioned, ramping them up to, you know, the speed of the game and whatnot. Now, if you can do that, I mean, they're going to be fresh legs, Gordon. There's no question because they haven't played for a while. They're going to have a fatigue factor, obviously, early. But you can build them up and hopefully you can get them going. Uh, but, But that's where you are now. The question is, how can you hold on to your spot? Okay, where, you know, you're looking like, okay, you have to, you have to make the adjustment now. It's not, well, we, we don't want to face Boston. You know, we want to try oh, yeah. to beat the – listen, forget about that. Just you right. could, Can I get to the postseason at yeah. this point? Am, am I, I think you can't really worry about that right no. now. Like the idea of, oh, well, we can't be the four. We got to be the three. <laughs> Guys, no. we're playing half the team 40 minutes. Like, oh, well, we want to arrive at this time with this – no, the, the boat is taking on water. We, we just want to get to the port. It doesn't matter what yeah. time we get there. That's right. And you mentioned seven guys playing over 40 minutes. And, Gordon, look at the effort that they're putting out. The, right. Uh, I mean, that some first point, half was incredible. Be a bit of a, right. I mean, at some point, there's got to be a crash, though. Like, you're yeah. talking about the, the guys coming back will have fresh legs. They'll have to be carrying the guys who have dead yeah. legs. That's from, for sure. From, from running around here and, and playing 40 minutes. And, no and I'm not. I'm not. Bl- I'm not saying that there's a, a solution. There's no solution. This is. This is. This is what you're, you're dealt with. Yep. This is it. So it's really up to them to see how they. And then Gordon, like I said, you have a Golden State team who really has not been great on the road. But I mean, you know, <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, everybody gets up for playing at the Garden, and absolutely. Steph Curry is on that list for sure. Oh, no question. No question. And, you know, the rest of that team. And once again, they're fighting for their playoff lives. So they're coming in. They, they need every game they can get. They're, they're right now in the play-in. Mm-hmm. And, and you think that they're not looking at a Nick team that's 
the walking wounded at this yeah. point and saying, that's one we got to get. Absolutely. 